Hey everybody, Stephen Jensen here. Thank you for listening to the Fight Talk podcast. Before we get into this conversation with myself and Jesse Davin, just want to let y'all know that I had an audio issue on my end that prevented Jesse's audio com- from coming through just for the first few minutes of this show. You'll hear her at the beginning, and then there's going to be a couple minutes, maybe towards around five minutes or so, where it might sound a little confusing because I cut her dead air off of the show to kind of make the conversation sound like it flowed more um, kind of hard to explain, but if you watch the YouTube stream, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, I basically hit a button that muted Jesse for a couple minutes on the show. So once again, if some of this beginning of the episode doesn't seem as natural or doesn't sound quite right, that's the reason. But after about probably five minutes or so into the show, no more issues, all good for the rest of the hour. So, you know, that all being said, please enjoy this episode. And also please make sure to check out Music City Toys and Collectibles. They are doing their grand opening at 101 West Main Street in Waterton, Tennessee. That's going to be May the 1st. I'll be there live in the house with Dan Severn. Going to be a great time. Going to get some autographs. Going to do a little interview. Going to be really, really fun. So if you're in the Nashville, Tennessee area or anywhere nearby that you want to make the trip, come on by. Once again, 101 West Main Street, Waterton, Tennessee, and that's going to be on May the 1st. But you know the nearest city is Nashville that, that most people would know, Nashville, Tennessee. So... That all being said, kick back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Fight Talk Podcast. Myself and Jesse Davin. Hey everybody, Steven Jensen and Jesse Davin here. Hope y'all can hear me okay and see me okay. And then of course we have Jesse, who is in audio form again today, so yeah. hopefully... Hopefully we can hear you, and we won't see you, but we'll hear you. Go ahead and uh, let us know how you're doing today, Jesse. Make sure the audio is sounding all right. I'm doing good. I'm just doing my thing. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> doing my thing also. It's funny because yeah. you can see this. I actually I keep forgetting. I accidentally changed the the spot for <laughs> Jesse's audio to the name Brad because I had oh, no. a guy, <laughs> I had a guy named Brad on. Um, was a while back for uh for one of yeah. the AEW shows, Brad Peterson, yeah, and, or, cool. or Brad Peterson, I guess technically. I'm always gonna screw that name up, but yeah, I changed it to his name when I had him on, and completely forgot to change it back. So, anyways, um, what we're gonna probably talk about today, y'all, is WWE releases that happened last week, and there's a lot of names that you know a lot of people have a lot of opinions on as far as you know where they'd like to see them wrestling next and all that stuff. So. We'll talk about that. Um, if there's any AEW talk that y'all want to discuss, we can do that too. I watched Dynamite last night. Thought it was a really good show. And uh, really anything else that y'all want to discuss, anything Jesse wants to talk about. But uh, Super Chats and donations, as always, y'all. If you have a Super Chat, you can send that right through the YouTube channel. If you want to send a donation, the links are in the description below. That'll guarantee that your questions get read, your, um, your, you know, your questions get answered, your comments get read all that stuff, and the audio of it will go on my Fight Talk podcast feed within the next couple days as well, so everyone will hear it in audio version too, but um, but yeah, Jesse, what do you uh, what do you want to get started with today? What do you want to talk about? Uh, we should probably start with like the WWE releases since I know you're wearing a Samoa Joe shirt. I mean, even though that was what, like a week ago? Two weeks ago? Yeah, it was like a week or so ago. Um, actually, exactly a week ago, I think, because I, I, oh, wow, really? I think I had talked about this on Thursday night with uh, Doug and Brandon like late thursday night so it, it must have happened yeah. in the afternoon so uh so yeah i'm wearing a samoa joe shirt in support of samoa joe this is you know his nxt shirt i thought he had a great run there i was super pumped when he was there uh his main roster run was a little underwhelming but there's not a whole lot he can do about that um yeah, yeah how do you i mean i can get probably like i'll, I'll get a list pulled up here in a second of yeah names. i mean it was obviously not as intense as last year's release like list, I mean, last year it was like hundreds, right? I mean, it was a, a bunch of, people, of back- yeah. It was like backstage people. There was a uh, like producers. There was officials, like referees. I mean, some of them they brought back. I mean, like uh, Drake Maverick, or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. I mean, because he cut that, he cut that amazing promo on his Twitter, and everyone just like sobbed for him. And uh, you know, ironically, that's what brought him back. But. I mean, it's a double-edged sword, kind of, with these releases, because while, like, like Bo Dallas, for instance, they weren't doing anything with Bo Dallas, so it makes sense why they would probably release him. Like, some of these actually made sense. 
some of these were like, oh, okay, I see, I get it. But like you look at like Samoa Joe, who's been on commentary for ever doing a really good job and is incredibly talented in the ring, albeit he be injured or not cleared or whatever. Then you have like the iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, who were literally like Billy Kay was literally on WrestleMania, had a whole gimmick going with like being a manager, had the whole resume thing going, was like an active in an active storyline. Like that didn't make sense to me. And then you have um like Tucker, you know, obviously Otis is doing his own thing with Chad Gable. For those of you listening right now, this is one of those times that I had Jesse's audio cut off because of something that I did on my end. So blank space here, going to come back with me giving my thoughts on Chelsea Green. I can't remember the timeline, but there there was actually multiple times that she was supposed to do stuff too. Like there was like all these, I, I highly recommend uh, that y'all listen to the interview that Sean Ross Sapp did with her, like the day, it was like the, a day or two after she got released, and it sounded like there was a lot of different plans for Chelsea Green, and just like none of them wound up happening. Gr- granted, she got injured multiple times while she was there, but that's, you know, but, but she was ready to come back, like you were saying, she was ready to make a comeback, like right now, and she, <clears throat> she was actually talking about how she was happy that somebody gave her kind of a heads up, like that day, someone, someone had mentioned to her, like, hey, it sounds like people are getting cut. And she didn't think she'd be one of those names, but because she had the heads up when she got that call that day, she was at least like somewhat prepared for it because she said otherwise, like, cause she had just got all this new gear made, you know, all this new gear made and she had been like showing up to the shows and stuff. She thought that they would have been calling to like discuss what she, her comeback was going to be. So like, it would have been a totally different conversation than what she thought was going to be happening. Yeah. That seems to be the most... <clears throat> that seems to be most of where the anger, I think, comes from from the fan base. Is that, like, because they, because you know, they cut these people on the same exact day that they cut last year, so it was the same date to the day, um, and it was, like you said, they're going to be doing these quarterly calls and you know reporting, literally record profits. So it's hard to like. It's hard to justify it being budget cuts if you're making more money than you ever had as a company. But but like you said, there's certain like the timing is just really, really bad for this because like Bo Dallas, for instance, I don't think anybody would have really batted an eye if Bo Dallas would have been cut, you know, just randomly back in like January or something. You know, people wouldn't be happy that he's losing his job, you know what I mean? But like no, it would have been expected. You know, it's like he hasn't been on TV in years. Other guys in the same position, like Curtis Axel, for instance, he was like, yo, last year, and he was in like the same exact boat Curtis Axel was. And all. so, like, in WWE's, a, it's a for profit company, and it's similar to a sports team. Like, it isn't on them to, like, you know, there, there's there's no right in the, in the world that's like, you know, they have to keep people and they can't release people and they can't change their roster, just like any, you know, sports franchise would would be doing constantly all all year every year but but it's it's like you said it's the timing of it that i think is really really bugs it bugs me you know because it's it's just one of those things like if if there were if this was an actual budget cut reason and they were like being honest about that side of it and then not turning around and like basically bragging about how much money they're making it's like okay so then why did you have to release these people if you know, and like you said, especially the ones they were doing stuff with. Like, Samoa Joe is an interesting one for obvious reasons, because, you know, I don't know what the actual story there is. I, I My assumption, once again, complete assumption, my assumption is that he wanted to wrestle and they wouldn't clear him. That's my guess. Um, And if that's the case, that, that would make sense. Because Samoa Joe will, it will be similar to Daniel Bryan years ago. Well, he'll, he'll go out... But he won't be under WWE contract like Daniel Bryan was. And he'll go out and he'll just go start seeing doctors. And he'll start getting cleared by the doctors that, you know... I, like, they're, the WWE doctors have kind of a different motivation than, like, a normal doctor would. Because they, they work for the company. The company's liable. Like, if, if the WWE doctor says someone's good to go and something happens to them in the ring, like, that's a really big deal on the company. And there's going to be all this stuff about how the company warned them that they weren't good to go and blah, blah, blah. So I guess the point is, I think Daniel Bryan, similar to Daniel Bryan, I think Samoa Joe will probably be able to get cleared, you know, outside of the WWE, and he'll want to go wrestle. 
Uh, Mickey James would be an asset anywhere. And there's a whole generation of wrestlers right now on the independents and in, you know, NXT or outside of WWE, you know, AEW, New Japan, um, Ring of Honor, all that kind of stuff. These are all Samoa Joe fans growing up, like, the, that, that are wrestling now. Like, so he would be a great guy to have anywhere. Um, I, I Personally speaking, I, I'd love to see him in AEW, even if it was just for a few matches. Yeah, and then Mickey, you know, obviously there's going to be a lot of speculation if she's going to, you know, wind up in the National Wrestling Alliance because, you know, of course she's with Nick Aldis. So there, there's all there's always like that speculation. Same with like Bill or uh, Peyton Royce, you know, she's with Sean Spears. So people are automatically going to start thinking like, well, could she go to AEW because there's already like the connection there. But that's not always the case. I mean, keep in mind different circumstances, but like Tessa Blanchard's dad works for AEW and she's not there, you know, so like that doesn't always really mean anything, but... Um. Yeah, but I basically said all the same stuff that you were saying. Like I said, Peyton Royce and Billy Kay would not do good in imp or in a AW. I don't think as a tag team. Um, I think they would fit better in Impact. I said uh, I agreed with you that they would be better, like uh, with Billy Kay managing Peyton Royce if they were to go to AW. But I think Impact is where they need to go. I think Mickey James and Samoa Joe can be like an asset backstage. Um, if, if, even if you don't have him in like a front, like screen on screen role, I feel like especially Mickey James would be an asset to any like women's roster. Uh, Samoa Joe, I want to see in the ring though, and I said uh, I want to see him in uh, Eddie Kingston. I think him and Orange Cassidy would be a funny dynamic, and then we were talking about the one winged angel. Uh, I think that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's pretty much where we're at with all of them so far. Like. You know, Wesley Blake, that wasn't really surprising. Yeah. The sad thing about that, though, is, like, that whole Forgotten Sons group, when it was him and Jackson Riker and Steve Cutler, like, Steve Cutler and, and Wesley Blake are actually, like, really talented. And Jackson Riker yeah. is, in my opinion, easily the worst of those three. And he's, he's the one still, on screen. I know, he's still there. Like, But the other two are. That's kind of kind of weird to me. Um, and that guy's never been good, by the way. Like, I remember him as Gunner in, in Impact and stuff. Like, he just never done anything for me. So I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I know he, he looks, he looks like he could beat someone up, I guess. Like, he, uh, it looks intimidating, I guess. I don't know. Tucker. I know. The whole, oh, sorry. Go the ahead. whole Elias. I was just gonna say the whole Elias gimmick needs a crowd. They just need to, like, put that on hold until crowds come back. Yeah. And I, and I, to be fair, I haven't watched enough Raw to even, like, know. So... Um, Tucker, we talked about him before the show. Mm -hmm. I, I really like that picture that he posted. Actually, let me, uh, pull that up here because I know I've got it on my timeline. And this is really, uh, like I really feel this way about, uh, about Tucker. When was this? What was, what was a week ago? That was, uh, the 15th. Whoop. Let's, uh... It's fine. I'll go through all these tweets. Oh, the Askren and Paul fight was during oh, yeah. all this. Wow, was shocking. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Jake Paul, he is the money fight right now. I guess I could have just went straight to Tucker's Twitter. I don't know why they yeah. just do that. But now I'm so deep that I don't want to give up. This is all Twitch. Okay, I know it was before this because I remember being on Twitch. There it is. Okay, so... So for Tucker, right, as I have yeah. this advertisement right over, we're just going to get rid of this thing for now. Um, so Tucker posted this the day of his release, and I was telling Jesse, but just kind of to get my point out there, I learned more about this guy in one tweet than I knew about him the entire time he was in the WWE. Um, so WWE Tucker, he just was like Otis's sidekick, and then he, like, turned on him for no reason. And he just wore, like, a generic singlet and wrestled pretty much like a generic guy. Knew nothing about him. One tweet. Guy's got a joint in his mouth. So I'm immediately like, okay, guy smokes weed. Like, at the very least, he seems like a pretty laid-back dude. Like, it's very relatable to a lot of people when you see something like that. He's got an Arizona State wrestling shirt on. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize you even wrestled collegiately. But, you know, Arizona State, that's a good school. And then I looked further into it, and he was, like, an All-American level wrestler. It's like, wow, okay, so he's 
super legitimate. Didn't didn't really realize that. You see see the shorts this guy's rocking, and me and Jesse both agree. Like you, you he see likes this. To party. He likes the party. This guy likes the party. You see those shorts, and it's like, is this the kind of guy I want to get to know? This guy, right? Guys, out on the golf course on a nice day, then this is this is what he's all about. I I like this guy now. I didn't know anything about him for years. And in one tweet, he told me more about himself with just one picture than the WWE creative did the entire time he was there. So I don't I mean, know really what my point of all that is other than I hope he does well on the indies now because I'm pulling for the guy. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I it, it's amazing how the WWE wants to micromanage everything about everything that they do. And then the talent does something on their own. And it's like, that would have him walking out looking something like that to the ring would have gotten him more over than anything he did in the last three years. Yo, like, yes. It, it's, but anyway, it's it's just he, that's relatable, right there. Exactly. You know, yeah. not everyone's gonna like you know, the whole weed thing or whatever, but like, there's a lot of people that will, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of people that'll on the down they'll like it too. Exactly. Of course, WWE has to go to the extreme with that too, with Matt Riddle. <laughs> Uh, oh gosh, yeah. Let me switch over to this real quick. Yeah, the uh, I haven't seen a whole lot of that, but what I have seen has been it's so strange because he's so like he could be such an asset for them in the ring because he, he's like I think his in ring work is good and he's like presents something yeah. different and he looks legitimate and he is legitimate from his MMA career, but they have him sounding like such a moron. <laughs> it's like. I just don't, I don't, I don't know why they think people will get behind that, but. I don't either, but I mean, it's kind of funny, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I'm not smoking weed right now, so <laughs> maybe if I would have a different opinion. Well, but yeah, I, it's, let me put this back up here. The, uh, I don't know. Like it's, I'm I'm somewhat optimistic about it because I know if he's doing it at all, Vince has to be behind him to some degree. True. You know, so like maybe I just I just don't I feel like there's just a ceiling on a character like that. So you know, I've compared know. it I've compared just... it to the Eugene character in the past. You know what I mean? Like, and that's really yeah. how I feel about it because mm-hmm. there was a definite ceiling to that. Like the there's only so much there's only so far you can go with like certain characters and like. Matt Riddle's a literal world-class level athlete. Like it's, but like, this is what they're, I don't know. But then sometimes it's kind of funny. Like when he like, yeah, forgot his lines, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And like, you know, honestly, like he had banter with the new day backstage and it was like really funny. And they were like talking about how, uh, Xavier Woods had his like bass guitar. And then all of a sudden it went to like silver dollar pancakes or something. I don't know. It was just weird. But then, you know, Matt Riddle like scoots away yeah. On his little scooter, and you could hear Kofi Kingston go, "Do you have any idea what the heck he just said, or something like that?" It was just really funny. And then Nick Xavier Woods is like, "Uh, no, man, I don't." That's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, it was really funny. So the New Day made it work. By the way, it was really crazy. Uh, Xavier Woods responded to my tweet, which was weird. It was cool. What were, what were you talking about? Well, I said when he was coming down to the ring because he started playing the bass guitar. And he was like walking down the ring. I said it was a missed opportunity that they didn't have him play the New Day's bass line walking down. And oh. apparently he said, if only my fingers, he's like, if I told you how hard I was trying, he was basically saying, I'm really trying to practice it a lot, which I, awesome. I appreciated. And then I had Seth Rollins the other day, like tweet at me about, you know, being Seth Rollins, which is fine. <laughs> weird. I was like, what is happening? I don't even tag them. No one tags them. What are you doing? That's hilarious. Yeah, that was fun. But yeah, I mean, so anyways, but like that, they made Matt Riddle work. I thought that was really funny. It just, I think it's about the chemistry and I think it's about having, it's it's more on the other wrestlers to make it work than it is on him. Cause I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, it's one thing when the wrestlers are like, like most of what I've seen from that character has been him. He'll be talking about something. And then whoever he's talking to just, like, like leaves mid-conversation because they're just so annoyed by him. Nah. And then I'm like, okay, like, what? So he's he's annoying, so I'm supposed to like him? Like, what? what? I'm not sure. I'm like, what am I, how am I supposed to feel about this guy? Face? Like, yeah. Yeah. And, but then you have the stuff, like, I saw that he beat Randy Orton clean on Monday. 
Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's, gets you pretty optimistic, except for, you know, they did the same thing with Keith Lee. Like, they had Keith Lee beat Randy Orton, and, like, who knows what's, what's going on with that right now. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with that. I don't know if you know what's going on with that. I don't know what. No, I've heard little things here and there, but nothing that, like, I, I mean, something, I mean, I, something I think. serious. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think he's in the process of trying to get cleared, but I don't know what the, like, what the actual issue is that he's needing to fix. So, started with the music. It was, as soon as they changed his music, man. Just all downhill. It was all downhill from there. Oh. Um, I saw that Randy Orton was tweeting at Riddle on 420. Though. I thought that was pretty funny. Oh, he was? I didn't see that. Yeah. Let me look that up. Yeah, he was saying stuff like, uh, actually, let me see if I can get it pulled up here. I just Randy Orton. Oh, RK Bro or RKO Bro. Why isn't it RK Bro? I think he had a better one before that. Let me see. It says, he's a prick and needs a good ass whooping, but also impressed me tonight. Fuck. He beat me. Okay, bro. Let's do this. <laughs> also happy. Hashtag 420 all day. <laughs> Randy Orton's, uh, it's funny. He, ty- he types like, uh, somebody who doesn't. You know what I mean? Like he does. Yeah. Like he doesn't. It's you have to like piece together what he's trying to say with the. Way you can he... definitely tell he does not have like a man, like an assistant, tweeting for him. Like it's definitely Randy Orton. It's it's he tweets the way that he is. Like he tweets just like you would think Randy Orton would tweet. Right, for sure. Yeah, that's uh. So yeah, maybe they'll do something with that. Who knows? Maybe he was injured. Um, who was? Randy Orton. That's what George said. Uh oh, I didn't know that. I also haven't been really keeping up, so I. I mean... <laughs> to be honest, though, if I'm being for real, I for the first time in a long time turned off Raw, like if within the last like for the last hour, like I don't think I watched it. I was like, this sucks so bad. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I was like, I would rather watch. I was literally watching a seismograph. I'm into earthquake videos right now. I'm I'm ready to catch the big one. I don't know why, oh but gosh. I was watching a live. I'm watching it right now. Shit, a live stream of a seismograph. I was like, that the potential for an earthquake and mass destruction is more entertaining than a Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I'm, I mean, <laughs> I, I can't even remember what I watched on Monday instead. Like, I probably just watched YouTube or something I'd already seen before. I can't. I honestly can't even remember. But like, I knew it was Monday and I knew Raw was on. But and I, and I have two tvs in my living room and i didn't even like bother like i i watched the raw after wrestlemania and i was mm-hmm. like if this is what this is gonna be for you know until the next pay-per-view which then that also kind of bugged me that they're calling it wrestlemania backlash which is yeah just complete clickbait um i i just have no i just have no interest I've, I've seen some things on twitter like scrolling twitter i saw that um that die jack and dio madden unmasked that's right i saw that i saw that interesting yeah good for them i guess but i mean that whole thing was a complete disaster that was completely wwe's fault too yeah well it was like we were saying like a year like whenever that it started what seems like a year ago already um yeah it was like you know they couldn't have just kept doing that if there was a crowd from the start that that storyline would have been dead in the water yeah yeah that Let's see what, uh, I'm just seeing what people are saying in the chat here. People probably agreeing about a lot of the, uh, yeah, George, George Hook says Eugene was the bottom of the pit for the WWE. I consider Riddle just a bit above that. I mean, I guess I feel the same. Here's the thing. I didn't, I didn't dislike the Eugene, like the idea behind the Eugene character. Like I, I think that it was interesting to see, like, cause he was like a wrestling savant kind of was his, his gimmick. He was mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, he was I don't even know the right how to articulate it. Let me put it this way. I, I watched some videos on autism recently. Mark Rober put out a really, really good video on his son who has autism. And he was talking about some of his son's friends. And, like, one of them, when he's in crowds of people, he's, like, completely disconnected from what's going on, like, around him. But if you ask him what day of the week 
any date ever is, he can tell you without like doctors can't explain it scientists can't explain it that like, i that is such a cool phenomenon that's a it, whole yeah it's it's like it's really really interesting to me because it's like you know and i've went down this whole rabbit hole of like just kind of autism in general and like i didn't even know there was like a debate or discussion amongst like trying to stop autism versus like autism almost being like almost like a superpower uh, superpower to some like <laughs> but but my point is like this this kid for instance you literally say january 8th you know 1999 and he can he's like thursday you know and like you look, and you look <laughs> yeah. it up and it's like it's like it's it's unreal and that's kind of where I, like but that the reason i bring that up is kind of, it's kind of like the eugene character he was mm-hmm. like a little off backstage and in his interviews and in his in his his approach around other people but then you put him in the ring and he's out there hitting rock bottoms and people's elbows and so cold stunners and like he's hitting all the moves of his favorite wrestlers and i was like I thought that that was actually pretty good. And he was super over for a short period of time. Like he was one of the top acts on the show for a minute. And people, I think kind of forget that. Um, so like, that's kind of where the comparisons with the riddle thing is for me. He's, he's like this annoying guy backstage who people don't even like understand. And like, he's riding around on a scooter and he's very like unrelatable to most people. But then you put him in the ring and it's like, Oh, he's an ass kicking machine. Like, yeah, you know, Mm-hmm. Issa, thank you for joining the chat. Yes, thank you. Congrats on 10,000 subscribers. Go subscribe to Issa's channel. She's fantastic. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's just yes. showing some love, XOXO, with the heart. So sweet. She's the best. I she love is. Issa. She is. Amazing. I uh, love her. I just saw, she put a picture up, I think it was yesterday, of Little Roman, and he was laying there on his back, looking all cute. I I don't, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I don't even have a TikTok account. Don't even have one. But like I go on my web browser every now now and then and I search Roman the Yorkie on TikTok and I watch his videos. He's so over. Yeah, he is. He's over. Over, over over AF. But thank you so much, Issa, for the super chat. If you you have any like question or anything that you want us to read out, like just put it in the chat. We'll, uh, don't, don't, you don't have to send any more money or anything. Just say it and we'll uh we'll relay it yeah oh and um another thing i want to talk about other than isa being amazing and roman being like the cutest dog in the world is um aw hitting 1.2 million yes that was great it'll be interesting i mean obviously ratings come out at four o'clock right so it'll be interesting to see what they hit this week but i think no matter what unless they like hit like the nxt number which is like eight hundred thousand. Like, I was totally shocked. I was, that threw me for a loop. I'm sorry, I, I, you and me both are, like, the biggest AEW fans ever. And I, I did not expect AEW to hit 1.2 million. I honestly, especially with the NXT number. Honestly, like, I don't want to say that I'm not surprised because it was a big number. Like, I'm very happy with that. But... I've, I've been saying for a minute, like, I, I do a lot of these, like, I shouldn't say a lot. I do some of these shows on, like, a regular basis where, like, I go on people's YouTube channels or I have, like, my Weekender pod mm-hmm. or, like, whatever, or Fight Talk, whatever I'm doing. And this com- it comes up a lot, like, people being concerned about, oh, there's little Savannah. Is she right on top of you right now? Yeah, she's good. <laughs> she's just, she gets a little pissy sometimes and then no, she gets ama- back to it. It's amazing how quiet she's been, like, for all these shows we've done. It's, like... I just I just whip whip the tin out. <laughs> there you go. It's a mute button. <laughs> um. Now I'm thinking about that. What was that? What was that? No. What was that song? Oh yeah, the AW rating. So with uh, you know, so I've I've been saying to a lot of people for a minute like that I wasn't concerned about the numbers. You know, people mm-hmm. were talking about like because honestly, the one that a lot of people bring up is is TNA's ratings on Spike TV back in the day. People will be like, well, TNA was pulling oh. like a 1.5 sometimes or, or somewhat consistently on Spike, you know, and AEW's over here like celebrating a million viewers and stuff. And to that, I'd say this two completely different times. Like, you had, there are so many more options. The ratings do not matter to the same degree they used to. Like, it doesn't really yeah. fully, and it doesn't also, I don't, I don't think it counts DVR, and it probably has a different type of number reported for streams and stuff. So, it's yeah. like it's really hard to know exactly how many people actually are watching. But what people forget about the TNA ratings back in the day 
is they were partnered in programming blocks with the UFC when the UFC was blowing up. So all the crossover fans were like watching the ultimate fighter or whatever UFC show was on that was drawing millions of people because like, this was like ultimate fighter, like, like Chuck Waddell in his prime, like, you know, the whole Forrest Griffin on the come up and all that stuff. And so, so impact wrestling would be on like directly after that. So a lot of the fans would just keep it on and be like, Oh, okay. This is like a, kind of almost like a sports-based wrestling show when the WWE was really more like the sports entertainment John Cena Batista show. So mm-hmm. so there was a lot of factors in like the success of, of TNA, but here's the thing. TNA in their entire existence, even to this day, going back to to 2002 when the company was founded, if to now, they've never had the amount of buzz AEW has created in one year. Like it's un it's undeniable. Yeah. Like no matter what the ratings say, AEW is a much bigger worldwide brand in one year than a than than TNA slash Impact Wrestling has been in two decades. Yeah. So that's very true. You know, so it's like that's why the numbers don't really concern me too much. But what I'll say is this: if they're if they can just continue to hover around like the eight hundred thousand to a million viewers like consistently and every now and then they get that big shot in the arm like in the one point twos. If they can hit a one point five, we're literally talking about the same kind of ratings Raw's getting Raw exactly. Um and Raw like didn't see like a I mean they saw a small post WrestleMania bump. They were up in like the twos, but now they're back down to like one point nine. Yeah. So I, I totally I mean that's agree. that's amazing to me. And that's really the you know and the demographic is going to be interesting there too, because if they can prove that Monday Night Raw is getting, let's say, let's say Monday Night Raw is getting the same number, like you know, six months from now for some episodes mm-hmm. that Dynamite's getting, so we'll say that they're both pulling two million viewers for, or one point five, probably a bit more realistic. We'll say they're both yeah. one point five million on on the same in the same week. If they can pull those demographics and show that, like the majority of the people watching AEW are in that 18 to 50 demographic. And that, then that same chunk of fans is not watching the, like if you look at the WWE's demographic and it's like little kids and people over 50, yeah, then you, then you can literally like, then it gets really, 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 really exciting as an AEW fan. Cause it's like, you have the fan base. Like you, like if you have the 18 yeah. to 50 demographic, you have the fan, like this is the fan base that spends money that promotes your product, that does podcasts. I mean, you're going to get podcasts for every company and and promotion for every company. But the point is, like, because the thing that happens is that becomes the cool thing. So now when you're Mm -hmm. a kid, like, you might like the WWE because, like, it's, you know, it's fun even watching it. But, like, the cool kids and the teenagers are watching AEW. So, like, and it's the same kind of thing that happened to me back in the day. I was watching WCW and, like, that was really edgy when it was, you know, NWO and stuff. That started to kind of trickle down, and then I started noticing what Shawn Michaels was doing, what Degeneration X was doing, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, the kids older than me are into this. Like, this is even cooler than what I was watching, so now I need to check this out. And yeah. and that's, you know, it's a trickle-down effect. I'm not sitting here saying, like, WWE and AEW are direct. WWE is a much, 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 much larger company. I mean, it's not even, oh, it's not yeah. even remotely close. So don't I don't want anyone to even misconstrue me thinking this is like direct competition. The WWE, right. the WWE machine is so much larger than what AEW is. It's not even Dude, it's not unreal. Even Billions close. of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a long-term play for AEW. Like, but my point is in one to two years that they that AEW has existed, for them to be able to do these numbers and to create this kind of buzz if you compare that to something like TNA, like AEW has been infinitely more impressive in one year than, than most other, than and really than any other company since WCW went under. So, um, yeah, yeah, it, it is. It's interesting. And, um, I think AEW was number two for the night outside of what was that show? Like the challenge or something like that. Oh, I don't, I, I didn't, I don't watch that, but I, I, I don't know I'm what that sure is. That's I... huge. It's it's the remember back in the day they used to do the real world road rules challenges. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's that I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, but like now I think it's gotten to a point where like they're known. Like I don't think the real world even exists anymore. I could be wrong, but I, I know road rules hasn't existed in a long time. So like I think that these people are just kind. Of, it, it's like it's probably actually a lot of the same people we remember. I bet it's like Johnny Bananas and like yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Um, 
But uh, but yeah, that's that that would make sense though, Jesse. Like a, a show like that, I could see them outdrawing AEW, especially in like this type of demographic because it's MTV and that show has been on for like forever. But to have like number two for the night is really amazing. And I and Issa said, I have been enjoying both shows so much more now that they're on separate dates. I completely agree. There's like it feels like not like there's a weight lift off your shoulders, but it's like. Like when I tweet about AEW, I don't have to feel bad about it that I'm not watching NXT, if that makes any sense. Yeah, for sure. Like the whole like tribalism surrounding it was so dumb and so stupid. I mean, you have like wrestlers tweeting at each other from both each other's companies like, hey, good job. And like all this stuff. And it's like this whole war was basically like created by the fans. And I think even Triple H commented on that recently. And so I am definitely enjoying both short shows a lot more because now it doesn't feel like there's this need to, to compare one to the other, you know? Now it's like, just let them be, you yeah. know? And I really wish this was the case the whole time because I missed the majority of the Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly feud. I watched their match, but yeah, I missed, and that was the feud that I've been, you know, clamoring. I mean, I've loved it yes. on the indies, but I've been clamoring for it in NXT since both those guys debuted and like, and even it's like, and I was missing the whole thing because I was watching AEW. So mm-hmm. it's like, I really like that. I really, really like that they're on different uh, days of the the week now. the The quote that kind of <laughs> is getting thrown in 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 NXT fans' faces is the Triple H thing. How he was talking about like back when the quote unquote Wednesday Night War started, he said it was a marathon and not a sprint. And like, that's right. But now it's like, but y'all like. Like y'all lost. Like what happened to the marathon? Like it's like oh, that's switch, true. I didn't you know? think that. Like you know, like I mean, oh, that's no. I, it basically admitting defeat. But, I mean, I, once again, it, it that on Wednesdays the wrestling fans won because there was so much wrestling to watch. But like it's yeah. so much better as a fan that I could just watch NXT on Tuesdays now, and that Impact then moved to Thursdays. So it's like it's literally five days a week of wrestling, right? And for me, like I don't watch Raw and I don't watch SmackDown, so it's like perfect i'm still watching the same amount of wrestling as i was except now like i don't have to feel obligated to spend time doing it on mondays and fridays now i just do it tuesday wednesday thursday boom yeah it's it's, it was nice and for me like it's like you know because i i don't really watch impact that much but it's nice to know that there's something available each night of the week because let's be real like like sometimes on those like Thursdays or like even Tuesdays, because you know Impact before Impact was had AEW on it. Because honestly, I wasn't really gonna watch it. Now it's like at least I know every day of the week besides the weekend I have an option for wrestling. Because some of those days it's like okay, what the hell do I watch? Because there's no sports going on right now. Well, even weekends like sometimes though, like pay per views are gonna be yeah. on Sundays. Like you know. Yeah. Some, yeah, I mean, sometimes AE, I think AEW runs Saturday. Do they run Saturday pay per views or Sunday? They pay-per-views? usually do. I think he's. I think Tony Khan said he would only run Sunday pay per views if there was like a holiday on Monday. Yeah, or which like got a massive because UFC the US show. is the only one that had what? I was say, or probably a massive UFC show. Sometimes they run yeah. UFC, like like Impact switched from this Saturday to this Sunday to avoid the UFC pay per view. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna order that pay per view because I really want to see Mauro Ronaldo call that match. Oh, so, uh, uh, Rebellion. Yeah. 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 For sure. If y'all want to watch... going to call it. Yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be interesting with no with no crowd. He'll be in there yelling. He'll, he'll, you'll hear his, the echo of his of his commentary throughout that whole place. Great. Um, if, as, by the way, y'all, if you want to see uh, myself, Sean Ross Sapp, and Denise Salcedo will be doing the, uh, the post-show on Fightful's oh, really? Impact, or Fightful's Impact, on Fightful's YouTube channel right after Rebellion, so that'll be fun. But, uh, but be fun. yeah, that'll be, I mean, and that's a whole, that's all we can talk about real quick, too. They haven't, they, pretty much no mention, and we have not seen any Rich Swan on, on AEW television right? leading up to this, so nobody thinks that he's winning this match, which I think is a really bad thing, because... Like, nobody thought he was going to win going into it anyways, but, like, yeah. you have given us no reasonable doubt whatsoever that Rich Swan is going to win this AEW championship. Right. Which is interesting. I wonder why that is. I guess because they just want... Maybe they, maybe he does win, and maybe it's, like, the big shock. I don't know, but it has been very peculiar that Rich Swan. I don't know if it's because of, like, his past. 
I I, 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 don't... I doubt I, I don't think that they'd be having and the other thing with that is like he I don't think he was actually ever Yeah like, like actually charged of of anything. You know what yeah. I mean? Rich Swan yeah, has a, I... a very interesting story, y'all. Like he they got lost both his parents like super young and he was like out yeah. on the street. I mean he's got a hell of a life story and like he's had to overcome a lot of shit. Um but also, like, there was some basically his exit from the WWE is what you're what you're referring yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. But he has had there has it just has not been an issue since he left for any in any way, shape, True. or form. So I mean, I gotta I just kind of got even the benefit of the doubt at this point. Of I course, think. of course. But I'm like you know sitting here thinking of like what could there possibly be that right. he hasn't been on AEW? Like what? It, it is. It's it's very interesting, and you know, obviously. Maybe they're just focusing on the whole AEW point, and they wanted to kind of shoot that angle with uh, Mox and Eddie Kingston, which was awesome. But I don't know. Maybe they come in and cost Kenny the match, in which I don't know. But yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of I'm, my my thing that I've been saying is I think that Willie Mack is going to turn on Rich Swan in the Ooh. um, but. And I think someone, George Hook, was saying, uh, oh, wait, no, he didn't mention uh, Willie Mack, but I think that, I mean, here's, here, but here's the thing, Jesse, I've been talking a lot for a while about this whole, like, the forbidden door and, like, mm-hmm. all these possibilities, and I think a lot of that stuff still could happen, especially when we get fans back. I think they're, like, waiting on certain things to yeah. have fans, but also part of me is also getting a little worried now because I'm, like did I just overthink the hell out of this whole thing? And like, it's really just not going to be that big of a deal. And like, like, yeah. you know, like Omega just, or, or Swan, you know, or maybe there's just like a non-finish, like just n- neither of them win for some reason. And that like, would be so impact. It would. It <laughs> that would. would be so impact. But I feel, now you got, well, see, now you've got me doubting. Maybe that's, but that's the thing with, well, at least with AEW, they can put like doubt in your mind, but you know, they're going to do it right. Not so much with impact. And when they work together, there's this, like, weird, like, merger of, like, uncertainties. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I trust AEW to do, like, something that'll impress me, but I don't trust Impact to do something that will impress me. Like, is it going to work out? Is it all going to, like, even itself cancel itself out? We're just going to get, like, a meh or what? Or are they going to tear the house down, which I think is really a possibility. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think they're going to tear their house down. I, I, got, I got faith in it. But, like, I think it would be really cool if, uh, like George Hook was saying, if Mox and Kingston, like, ran out on AEW during the match or something, that'd be pretty wild. Or That'd be awesome. Yeah, they gotta just do it. I mean, here's here's something about Impact that I always will give them credit for. They do a very good job of creating buzz around each one of their pay-per-views. Like, they, they, yeah. do, they do the week, or the, uh, the monthly uh impact plus show and those are usually pretty solid but like the actual pay-per-views like the fight tv pay-per-views that they do for those nights the wrestling world watches and the wrestling world is interested in impact and they there's it's all tweets and trending and like they do a good job on the day of their shows creating buzz and they know that people are going to be watching so this is a big opportunity for them to to do something big i don't think that i don't think that swan's going to beat omega you know i think omega's going to win that title and then I think there has to be plans going forward. If I mean, if he's going to be the champion, they have to have that all figured out, you know, with him working in the different companies and stuff. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it, it would just be really interesting to see how it all plays out because the, another problem that Impact has is they have all this buzz during their shows and then usually... They don't capitalize on it. Exactly. They, they, and they, they do very... It's really hard to explain. They hot potato titles all the time, and like re- mm-hmm. and just kind of end stories and starts st- like it's it all it's almost it almost feels like a reset of their company. Like every pay per view, like but uh. at the end of the comp at the end of the show, it's like all the champions are different, uh, all new stories. Like half the people don't show up for a few weeks. Some people leave the company. Some people come into the company. But there's like it's very there's very little consistency, and. A big part of that is like they're I talk about that a lot on like the weekend or like their uh the prestige of their titles, like it's really hard to get behind their champions because mm-hmm. their champions will like 
there's probably been like six different exhibition champions in the last like year, year and a half. I yeah, mean, it's like, there has. I was just thinking, I was like, oh, who just, has it now? Exactly, it's just constantly changing. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Deanna Peraza has been really good on the women's division, but even, but even then, yes. like she lost to Sue Young. Like they just had to make it to where like Sue Young won the belt, right? and then like she won it back from Sue Young. They couldn't have just had a. Now, granted, it was supposed to be Kylie Ray, and she no showed. Um, but that's right. But that all being said, it's. I, I am very excited for, for Rebellion though. I think it's gonna be a very good show. Um as far as a prediction for the main event, I think it's I think it's pretty clear that me and you are both taking Omega and, and I think most people are, but that would be a hell of a story though if Rich Swan somehow won that title and showed up on But here's the thing, like how weird would it be for Rich Swan to win the AEW championship and like mo I don't want to say most, but there's definitely a percentage of the AEW fan base that does not know who Rich Swan is. Yeah, probably. Honestly, or they forgot. <laughs> right. Or they didn't know he was an impact as, like, the, the champion. Like, they might have remembered him from, like, 205 Live. But, like, yeah. there's a big difference between that era Rich Swan and what he's doing now. Yeah. So, yeah. It'll anyway. be real interesting. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. I am, too. Anything else you want to talk about? I know we've been going for close to an hour. And if, if y'all have any Super Chats or donations, feel free to yeah. send them. We'll make sure to answer any questions, read any statements, all that good stuff. I think where we can, like, probably just go ahead and read the sponsors and stuff like that. And if anyone has any questions, we can make time for that. Yes, for sure. I got to scroll up real quick on what did he used okay. to say before about, I think he said something about Roman that I missed. She Roman said is, Roman's running back and forth because they're, they're cleaning the carpets. Ah, uh, yep. I know how that goes with the little Yorkies. Yep. My dog used to attack, like, vacuum. My dog used to attack pretty much anything that, like, he really he felt does. like he was protecting the house. <laughs> like, he really... Yeah, aw. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Missed that guy. Oh, anyways. Um... Well, Jesse, if you want to tell them about what to do and all that good sure. stuff, I'll uh, I'll get the uh, the sponsors pulled up. All right. Well, honestly, we want to uh, thank our chat. Thank you so much for being so amazing and honest and positive and uplifting and insightful and super cool. We really, really enjoy our chat. We think it's great. If you really want to get some other like-minded people in that chat, do us a favor and please do consider subscribing to the channel and giving this video a thumbs up. That thumbs up lets YouTube know to recommend this video to like-minded individuals like yourself so we can get an, a fantastic chat going with an engaging conversation like always. And obviously, please do consider subscribing to the channel if you've liked what you've seen here. It would really mean a lot to us if you subscribed and hit that alert button so that you know when we're going live. Obviously, with me having a almost three-month-old, I can't believe it. My schedule is really kind of crazy. My internet was acting up on Tuesday, so we couldn't go live on Tuesday. So we had to go live today and the best way to kind of figure that out when we're going live is to hit that notification button and you'll see us going live and obviously follow both of us on Twitter. Our Twitter handles are below our little names under Samoa Joe, under Steven Jensen's. I'll get you uh, pulled up actually while you're talking here. You and, um, oh, Fightful.com. All right. Yeah, that's what oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, the weekender subscribe Fightful select. Yeah. There's my, just follow us on Twitter. There's me. You can follow my OnlyFans too. Um, the links in my bio there. If you want to DM me because I don't answer DMs on Twitter. But yeah, please do consider subscribing to the YouTube channel and give this video a thumbs up. I see someone did holler. Yes, thank you guys. That's so fun. I just saw the delay on my other screen of me pulling up the wrong overlay. It said Steven <laughs> Jensen, Alice Pulaski, Fightful.com. <laughs> Man, I forgot I even had that on here. I got, like, so many of these random overlays still. Um, yeah, so like Jesse said, uh, you know, support this, support us, support the sponsors, all that good stuff. There's my Twitter, FightTalk underscore, if you want to give me a follow. Like Jesse said, we really appreciate that. And uh, we always try to keep y'all updated on where we're going live. WrestleRumble.com, place to be for all fans to pick them contests for professional wrestling. They are currently in between contests and raffles and giveaways and all that stuff, but stay up to date with all their stuff. Twitter, at WrestleRumble. Give them a follow and join the contests when they're available. Obviously, or always a lot of you know big prizes, big cash, all that good stuff on the line. Also, that's my Facebook that I didn't mean to open up. You know what we're going to do? I'm just going to tell you all about our friends over at Heroes and... Heroes and Legends, Music City Toys and Collectibles. I'm all screwed up today. 
Music City Toys and Collectibles. Founded in 2002, formerly known as Heroes and Legends, is your Southern Fried source for vintage and modern toys, autographed memorabilia, and all things pop culture. Visit their brand new retail location May 1st at 101 West Main Street in Waterton, Tennessee. Keep up to date with all their special in-store signings, online sales, and convention appearances at musiccitytoys.biz. And follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at musiccitytoys. Their website is now live. If you go to musiccitytoys.biz and you click on the sponsors page, or the sorry, the partners page, um, we got a little Fight Talk podcast spot there too. So thank you to, uh, to Music City Toys and Collectibles for being a great partner to the show. And... On May 1st, I'll be there live with Dan Severn, 101 West Main Street in Waterton, Tennessee. It's going to be a really good time. So hopefully if you're in the area, you can stop on by, buy some action figures, get some autographs, all that good stuff. And uh, last but never least, my brother, Brian Jensen. If you uh, want to give him a follow on Instagram, his handle is BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. He's a part owner of Steel Boxing and Athletics, which is a gym out of Atlanta, Georgia. He can help you in a wide variety of ways. If you're looking to get in better shape, want to learn how to throw hands, learn self-defense, if you want to compete at a professional or amateur level, um, you know, in boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, whatever it is, or even if you have any neurological issues, if you have, you know, Parkinson's or MS or anything like that, Brian is 100% certified to help you with all that stuff. Uh, Y'all would be surprised at just how helpful little you know range of motion type exercises and stretches can do for for everybody uh so whether you're looking to get like a super hard workout in you want to do some boxing sparring whatever it is or if you just want to you know get some flexibility back get some dexterity back that kind of stuff brian's your guy he can meet you in person in the atlanta georgia area at his gym at your house at your business in a park doesn't matter or if you want to uh, hit him up from anywhere else in the world uh, he can help you remotely. So Skype calls, Zoom calls, all that stuff. He'll still help you reach your goals. Hit up Brian Jensen right now. Once again, at Boxing ATL on Instagram. That's the best way to get in contact with him. So, uh, so yeah, that'll uh, that'll probably do it for today. And yeah, pro- shout out to my tweet that literally just loaded of me saying we're going live now. Oh really? <laughs> yes, it just loaded. Wow. It's just tweeted. I was like, are you serious? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, hopefully they catch the replay. Um, yeah, all this will be available on the Fight Talk podcast feed either tomorrow or Friday. And, uh, yeah, Jesse, anything left from you before we sign off here? Um, no. Just I hope everyone has a good weekend and stay safe and have fun and be cool and chill out. And, yeah. <laughs> stay fun. Be cool. Stay fun. Um, Stay fun. Be be cool. Be cool. Be safe. Enjoy wrestling. We'll probably probably be back here. I'm guessing probably Tuesday. Maybe depends on. Yeah, probably. So yeah, we'll we'll probably be here on Tuesday, y'all. But if you're subscribed, then you'll know that we're going live. If you're following us on Twitter, you'll know we're going live. And like Jesse was saying earlier, please smash that like button. It really really helps a lot. Start luck. Costs nothing and it helps us out. So, uh, so yeah, that'll do it. We'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. Have a good one. Bye.